The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the Mouths of Madness. I'm one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, you uh, mall jamming bitches? Mall rats. You're a bunch of fucking mall rats. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. You witchy, witchy mall rat bitches. Witchy, witchy... What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you more human than human mall rat bitches. Dude, I'll, Not, I'll yeah. throw this out there right the there. Soundtrack? The soundtrack's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it fit the era. I mean, there are a couple that are like, eh. But well, but uh, yeah, but I'd I'm say just like saying, but it fit, it fit into, yeah. like. That's, but I was trying to cram everything in I'm there, I'm just saying, too. when she's walking down the hallway and it's playing Creep by Radiohead, I was like, yeah, that no, makes no, sense. No, no, they played that when she was on the bus. Oh, you're right. No, it's Portishead. Portishead, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, Which, that's, that was a deep cut. Th- that's that's what it. I appreciate, think is about that it. was a deep-ass cut how to many, throw in there. Like, how many people, especially... That were teenagers in the '90s. Listen to Portishead. I didn't find Portishead. I found out about Portishead until I was like out, like. And they threw a Pixies at the end. Yeah. Come on, man. That was fucking badass. Iron Maiden. Oh yeah. Fucking Iron Maiden. Well, the the brother wears the fucking Iron Maiden shirt through the half of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's like. Anyway. uh, I guess we should talk about where. Yeah. I mean, if you've watched this film, you've probably guessed that tonight on the chopping block we're talking about the Fear Street. Now we will cover all three. But tonight, specifically, we're talking about Fear Streets Part 1, 1994. Yeah. And the uh, soundtrack was very 90s. Yeah, they made sure of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the you whole thing... You know who you didn't hear? What's that? Nirvana. And this one, you're right. In in a 90s... Yeah. I'll, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Next yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, next movie. This shit, this, each one's like an hour 40. Yeah. It's like a fucking solid... Well, say our next... The next one next or whatever. Episode, yeah. yeah. So... Tonight we're just going to be talking strictly about, you know, uh, the, like I said, part one. Uh, make, maybe make some references for those that are interested in the books. I did read Fear Street when I was younger. They were they were churning them out as I was a teen, a, you know, preteen into an early a young teen. Before I just went on to say, fuck it, I'm adult. Stein's like, Goosebumps are for the kids. These are for the... Which is what I started on. Yeah. I started but this on was his kind of like, we're, we're opening it up a little bit. Instead of suggesting things might yeah. happen shit's gonna actually happen yeah so. like man, when I was reading Goosebumps like 7, so 8, like 9 so like teen Goosebumps or, or something like that yeah except it's like it's it's, it's definitely what a young adult fiction I mean it, it, the movie definitely portrays what happened in the book it was very violent kills yeah. um, allusions to sex you know stuff like that I mean it, it, it they were they were pretty much R-rated books for the yeah. most part he's not he's know. not Stephen King level no no but he's but not like Goosebumps level. I honestly wouldn't have gravitated towards King if it wasn't for Stein. I got to be honest. There you go. Like I fell in love with reading horror through yeah. Goosebumps, and then Fear Street, and then by the time I was like thirteen or fourteen, I was like fuck it, I just went. Which is kind of cool. I, I, yeah. You got to appreciate that that Goosebumps really was. I've heard that from a few people that that was kind of their like kind of getting into horror. Ben Pike, Christopher Pike too. He did. He definitely had some horror. Oh yeah. Midnight Club and all that. He was the other young like horror youth writer mm-hmm. um i mean i even went back and like when i was in high school and read a bunch of fear streets that i hadn't read yet oh really i mean yeah i mean they were at the library you could just get like and they were quick reads yeah you know they're like 
200, 220 pages. So I could just get like five of them, just plow through them. So, and, and they always had like part ones, part twos, part threes. Like there's actually at the beginning of this film where Robin is closing up the bookstore. I, I'll, she, yep. uh, she drops a book and it's Fear Street's first evil. Um, if you look at the cover. Yeah, I, know, which I is, noticed that. Which is partly what this film, one of the books, because they didn't come out and do direct adaptations of any particular book. They kind of, kind of pick and choose and pulled from yeah. like a bunch of different books and different characters and different scenarios across across the board on a lot of books. Right. So, but it was a cool reference to see that the book that you know she dropped and picked up was the first, was, and that one is actually a, the biggest one that they pulled from for 1994. So that was cool. Yeah, I do appreciate how they definitely say, okay, we're in the 90s, and it's weird because I'm like Orange Jubilees. Oh, yeah. Well, just uh, a bookstore in a mall. Yeah, a mall. I, I, a just, mall. Even a mall. Dude, did they use the, 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 like, the Stranger Things and Fear Street use the same fucking mall? It seemed like. I swear it. to God, you take the tree out, it's fucking Starport. I think it's just supposed to be eighties with a lot of neon. No, but I mean, dude. It, yeah, I mean, it looks. It looks. The tree in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty, pretty close. But you get her running into a Spencer's. I mean, yeah. you see the electronic boutique, mm. which was the gaming store back mm-hmm. in the day. Like, yeah. So I appreciate all the little nods to to everything. So. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I thought it was very, uh, it, it puts you in the mood, like, okay, we're in the 90s, you know, that was the down, that was kind of like the beginning of the end for malls. You know, malls came in the 80s, went mm-hmm. through the 90s, then no 2000s, you're like, man. Yeah, a lot of old people walking around them now. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I will say this, and I don't know this on purpose, but I've watched it twice now, and that first kill is so, looks almost, it seems like shot for shot. The first kill and scream when Drew Barrymore's running yeah. and grabs her arm and just pulls the knife around and stabs her in the chest. Mm-hmm. This kill, it's almost like they recreated. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but the killer is chasing her, grabs her arm from behind, and then goes around and, and stabs her in the chest to slow her down. Mm-hmm. It seemed that, like no, it, it had to be scream. on purpose. And then, you know, on top of her, pull the mask, but you actually see the killer's face. Yeah. Stop, you know, I mean, it's very. You know, yeah, and uh, I that's mean, the, the spitting thing is, out blood while she's trying to talk. I mean, everything was like, yeah, yeah, and, and, and so I'm, I'm guessing it was on purpose because it was, it yeah. was. I had a very like flashback. Came out, what two years later? Yeah, from the yeah the '94. She came out '96. So but it's I'm like, saying, I'm, I feel like the director of this was like, you know what? Let's give a little nod to the '90s horror. Well, that's the thing that they did with each movie. Is each movie is specifically done in the style of the year that it, in the era that it was. Oh yeah, set in. You know, nineteen ninety four. That's a it's a '90s horror movie. Yeah, it's a bunch of dumbass teenagers don't know what the fuck they're doing, going around trying to figure out some shit that no one else believes in, <laughs> that they barely believe in. Yeah, uh, and trying to find, you know what I mean? Like that's it, it's it's a total '90s horror. It just actually, I would watch this over. I know what she did last summer, or um, uh, what other shitty urban movies? legend? Urban, um, that one has moments in it. Honestly, the best part for that movie for me is the beginning with yeah. Brad Dourif. <laughs> um, I don't know Valentine the faculty Valentine you know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah, I'm yeah. Talking about yeah. the faculty, faculty. Uh, uh, what's the other one uh, the disturbing behavior oh god yeah, alright now see, oh, see this is definitely like now we're getting into this the is like smelly smelly this is definitely like above <laughs> those so this is a really good version of a 90's film yeah right? and, but you uh, even have like where at the beginning the characters are thinking someone's fucking with them. Yeah. You know, that like, get the fuck out. You know, I know what you're trying to do. Fuck you guys. You know, yeah. that kind of. Oh, the another killer, the shady, shady side you know, killer. 
what was the thing with Shady Side Killers or Strike Again or another Shady Side Killer? Or there's yeah. some saying like yeah, there's a chant, but I yeah, there's remember, like yeah, yeah. and then you've got Sunny Vale or Sunny. Oh yeah, Sunny Vale. Those yeah, Sunny Vale I think is the asshole like town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look like remember when they go on that trip to the football game for the uh, uh, the service? Yeah, the remembrance service. Fucking who fucking goes, crashes the service? By the way, dude, what a bunch of fuckheads, dude. But like. Well, they're all supposed to show up there in solidarity and kind of like a death of a student. But like, when on a bus ride, it goes from like ghetto as fuck to like million dollar houses. Yeah, yeah, like, it's yeah. Like holy. But I'm just shit. saying, all the Sunnyvale they come and they're like, "Fuck you!" The another murder happening in your town. I was like, "Did you guys maybe just give it a day?" Yeah. Like everybody no, lost a no. classmate. They're like, they like hate them so much for like. That's what I'm like, saying. What the fuck? They're like, look like a bunch of assholes. Keep killing. He's like. Dude, could you wait for not the funeral, like not the like service? Not the serve, not the yeah. like the remembrance service or whatever. Well, vigil. I'm sorry, I got a light vigil. Yeah, I got my football. I got my my jacket on. I I just got to talk shit. That's my job. I'm a rich guy, all right? Oh, what a tool bag. Yeah, um, he so, got it though. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. So, and who the fuck also then like goes after the school bus? Which, by the way, would not happen. Like you wouldn't do that. Um, I do question the bus driver of the school bus. Who, Allow yes, them to open up a, the fire door. You've got a car speeding up on you, honking with a uh, do the skeleton mask. Like then again, the emergency exit that should sound. And again, I know it's a buzz, but you can look back there and go, "Oh wow, that door's open." And then shit being thrown out of your butt. At no time, this bus driver's like. I should probably stop the bus. Nope, that never happened. It wasn't well. It wasn't until. The car crashed. Yeah. Not like... Like, like a few minutes of the door being open, coolers being thrown. Like made an alarm, alarm. Like, what the fuck? I know. Dude, I was like, they need a fucking bus driver like the one that struck the fear of God in you when you got on. Like, they, exactly. They, like, they need to bring those bus drivers back where it's like, sit down. You're yeah. like, oh, God. Okay. There's no seatbelts, but buckle up. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> fuck, man. Because, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a good... Well, they're driving at least five plus miles of this car chasing them, the ex the back door being opened, like enough shit. This but come on, yeah, I I feel yeah. like well, what I loved is if they just had a quick shot, and it's a live action ver- version of Otto from fucking Simpsons mm-hmm. with the headphones on, going just driving the kids, yeah, because yeah. you're in the '90s anyway. Yeah, no and shit. they're like, oh, I'm the best bus driver ever, and then like there's all that shit going on. <laughs> That would have been one. That would have been that, a cool shot. That yeah. would have been a cool '90s reference. Yeah, and made sense. It right? made sense. True. True. So yeah, basically, it really picks up after the car accident where uh, Sarah, not Sarah, what the fuck's the girl's name? Mm, one of the girls. It. Yeah, the white girl. I don't know. If I white girl. Know, cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She was in the car with douchebag who was the ex of the girl from the other town because this new girl moved to Sunnyvale and. Dina, the other girl, moved, uh, you know, was, they were dating when the blonde cheerleader lived in um, Shadyside. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they cause a car crash. Of course, Dina, you know, Dina's worried about her, yada, yada, yada. Gets out and then... Samantha. That Samantha. Be, yeah. Samantha gets out of the car bleeding. She bleeds on the ground and... Worst spot to bleed on the ground, apparently. Apparently. But there was a dead getaway that you find out in the second movie that all that red moss probably wasn't a good thing to bleed on. Yep. Yeah, that probably wasn't probably wasn't cool. And she awakens the curse of Sarah Fear. Now, Sarah Fear is a character. The Fear family is 
like a like a, an evil lineage throughout a lot of the Fear Street books. Yeah, like they don't all revolve around the Fear family, but there'll be references to the Fear family, or like they'll be walking and they pass like the old so Fear not, Mansion. It's not as heavy as in the series of movies. No, no, no there are books the main... that are strictly like where right, it's the but, main thing. but it's there's references if it's not the main kind of. Yeah, if it's not the main thing. one. It's kind of like just always there, kind yeah. of like Stephen King in the Dark Tower, where it's like always. There's usually a reference to the Dark yeah. Tower and a lot of stuff. And instead of it being like the fam, like we'll get into that in part two, but Sarah Fear wasn't wrong because they go into that in this movie where it's Sarah Fear was ha- was hanged for being a witch, but she wasn't a witch and they cut off her hand. And, you know what I mean? They go yeah. into like the whole, whatever the rhyme is, you know, when she comes back, she wants to, yeah, whatever the fuck, I forget what it is. If your blood bleed, yeah. Yeah, something stupid. Uh, if you bleed your blood on the ground and you... Do, do, do something, do. yeah. <laughs> Remember that song, right? So, but what the way they do with this is cool. This is more of a revenge, where the Fear family was though they were evil and they passed down the the evil and the and the magic and everything. So they yeah. were actually like warlocks and witches, and there was a curse on the family. But then they started to embrace it and use it. So that's how the books went with the. So there's there's a really cool twist on it while still keeping it. Yeah. Where it's still an evil, it's still cursed, you know. Because Sarah Fear's angry. She was wrongly killed. Yeah. Right? And they kind of... I, I do appreciate, because with the beginning, you get the chick working them all. She gets killed by... At that point, it seemed like her friend at the reveal. He pulls the mask off, and it's her friend, but he looks possessed. Bullets shot to the head. He's dead. That was fucking rant, and, too, by the way. Yeah. And then you get to the credits, and I appreciate this, because the credits... News, news clippings throughout the years of all these different killers. Shady killers, yeah. Yeah. And that, that builds it up where this town's cursed. Mm-hmm. So then when we get to, you know, like the confrontation between the two towns and the accident, like there's this kind of build up of this girl, Samantha had tried to escape the curse by moving away mm-hmm. and leaving her girlfriend in the process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then you start being introduced to these other killers start showing up. Right. Right. Like, well, you get, you get to where after the accident, Samantha's blood is on... Her gr- shoes, the, a shirt, yeah. like the, the and they run shirt. to the scene, and then Samantha goes to the hospital. They go back home, and then randomly they think Skull the jock boyfriend is fucking with them with mm-hmm. the skeleton mask, the exact same outfit of the killer in the mall at the beginning of the, of the movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're just fucking with yeah. yeah. So Still stabby stab. Yeah. So she eventually makes it to the hospital to confront, to find Samantha and confront jock asshole. And Samantha's like, no, he's been here. She's like, fuck you. I know what you're doing. Y'all are taking this way too far. And Stab. Well, he reveals, Jock Asshole reveals himself. He's like, yeah, yeah. I've been here the whole time, bitch. We, and then, yeah. stab, dead. Stab. And then we go, okay, cool. There's Skeleton Mask Killer. And it's same motherfucker that should yeah, be dead. He got knocked down somehow. And like the mask got pulled up. And it yeah. was his, because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have known who the fuck it was. And then she runs away, and they go to the cops. Man, but there's some good kills in that hospital, man. He yeah. he slits some throats and is stabby stabby, mm-hmm. and it's it's and all, like they're hiding, and they realize the receptionist nurse that was at it's the front. The they're they're <laughs> hiding under there, and there's blood handprints. They look over, and she's just cut the fuck up, dead as shit. Yeah, so. now, there's some good, and it was a good use of practical effects there. Yeah, you know, um, you know one thing I always going back to the first kill is that they just could have had like. A little bit of gut spillage. Mm-hmm. Remember, Robin got slid across the like lower abdomen. Yeah, that's a gut spill. At yeah. least something. Like something. it looked like she was holding Give it, but something. you gotta have something poke through. Yeah, it's not very thick down there. Like, yeah, it's 
not a lot of protection for the I guts. mean, dude, there's a tree in the mall. If you really want to get too... You could go uh, full scream if you wanted, man. Own I'm yeah. just saying, there's a tree literally in the mall, right? But and it's not the little tree. That's that's a good hanging. That's a good hanging by your intestines tree, all right? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the cop, the guy who shot the dude in the first place, right in the head. Um, he seems good. Officer, good. Yeah. 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 Shut the fuck up. That Sorry. Was terrible. It was too that easy. Was terrible. Oh. And he was just like he doesn't believe it. He yeah. was like, nah, that's this bullshit. Right, so then the you know, kids go back to the house, and well, what? Uh, all of a sudden, someone breaks. Well, that's where they're where they're in the police station, and their friend, the I'm just gonna call the stoner dude who loves drugs, mm. and he's outside, and this chick just starts walking down the street singing the song, and it's the one of the resurrected killers. What's her fucking name? Ruby Lane. Yeah, Ruby Lane. And he's so fucked out. He's so out of it. He's like, hey, baby, what's going on? And he walks up to her, and she just starts fucking I, I slices his fucking leg, and she's, like, going in for the kill. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, okay, it's not just skeleton mask. Now we got this other bitch who, again, you saw articles on, because I guess we forgot to mention the little brother that is early days of the Internet knows all this shit. Yeah, he's on a chat room with somebody. And Ruby Lane was, it was in the 50s. It was like 1955. She killed her boyfriend and Hacked up some a bunch friends of, yeah. at a party and then slit her own wrist. Yep. So she's walking around with like, and it, oh, I'll get again props. It was the right way. Yep. It, was, it wasn't this fucking crosshatch shit. It was straight down the center and with a razor blade, like a, like a shaving knife, old school razor knife. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, when she actually cuts him, like a little, like almost such his throat. She gets to like, his neck, but she got his leg. I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. they just kind of like, uh, just walk it off. Yeah, he'll like, walk it off. It's fine. He's walking because I thought for a minute it might have been closely killing. I thought we were getting another pet cemetery for a second. Thought. Yeah. But, yeah. And how do we get? But that's our next big indication. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they're not fucking around now. Like, pretty much, she's bringing fucking. Everybody. Well, it's also and it's also setting the tone and, and reinforcing the fact that all these people that did this were under Sarah's power. Yep. Which is why, like, they can they can keep coming back. You can't kill them because she's it's it's her, right? And that's how that's why Shady Side's been cursed. So they go through the lore and she, you know, and because in the beginning it goes all the way back to Union, which is where Part Three takes place. Is while it's still Union, and it shows how the you remember like in some of the articles it shows. A book on the on the town. It, it shows how it is now and the size, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. Until you know, and then it says Union, which was which is how big the town was in the settlement in 1666. So you now you you see and you trace it all the way back, all these killers, right? Right. And um, that they were all under. It was all part of Sarah's curse. Like there's a whole reason why Shady Side has had all these murderers. Because you got the milkman dude who fucking. He, he was fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. yeah, like he just, I, his design is he just had a creepy. Blade and he just like apparently stabbed housewives. Yeah. And he's got the milkman outfit on and yeah, everything. It's so creepy. Then so, you got the boy who's probably oh that mask. Yeah, all the character designs of this are fucking pretty fucking rad. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty fucking rad. And he like bashed his brothers, his siblings' head in as well as his parents. He was like deformed. Yeah, and so he wore the mask. The mask yeah, and, yeah. So you got that kid. I feel like there's one other one. That well, not outside of the Jace, clear Jason. Yeah, the obvious wannabe. Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sackhead. 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 He's Jason part. He's from part two. Yeah. 
That's a big motherfucker, though. Yeah. That's a big boy. He hefty. Oh, you got that weird dude that, that no one ever, uh, they don't go on to the story. He just says that he, like, gutted girls. He's wearing, like, the gas mask shit. Yeah, that's right. They don't really go into him. They don't really go into any kind of... They don't really go into him. I don't even think there's any articles on him, but... No, that, that, that was the article said. is like, someone guts girls. But that's what I'm saying. You don't get any kind of... No, like, you get no explanation at all. I'm like, what the fuck? But I guess they figure out that what happened is, is was it Samantha? Samantha. Uh... When she got out of the car and discovered, you know, her bones, she bled on them. So now she's the next, like, she's one. Dead. She's the next she's one. She's cursed. Yeah, she's doomed. Yeah. But she's doomed to die. So all these other killers are going after her. Yep. And they smell her blood. So the fact everyone's wearing their, her blood. Well, that's is... when they, yeah. And so they decide, all right, let's go back to the school. We're going to pretty much see if we can trap. These killers. That was a solid fucking plan, though. No, it, it, it was yeah. a great plan. And it, it, and there's a really cool scene where they they pretty much kind of put blood on this, her blood on themselves to kind of bait it in. But then you get this hallway scene where you get fucking skeleton killer in one hallway coming there. You get fucking uh, what's her name, Ruby, uh, Ruby Lane. Yeah, yeah. In one of the other hallways, and you get fucking Sackhead, and they're all coming there, and they get them into the fucking bathroom, trapped in there. Poor fucking shit set on fire. And you're like, we did it. And well, they exploded. Yeah. Whatever they, chemical they used, it exploded. Yeah. There was just killer cut guts everywhere. And they're like, we did it. We got him here. We fucking killed him. This, this is where Netflix didn't put in the money that I know it could. Because the CG effect of the shit coming back together and the hand coming you know, out. It started okay. Because you get... You get it, the the coming together and it starts forming. And I was like, all right, this could look cool. But then it does the grab out, really lazy CGI effect mm-hmm. out of the puddle. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looks stupid. You know what else looks dumb is when Sackface comes out and his he's still put, getting put back together. And I'm like, oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, that looked horrible. Yeah. So it's all there, for that. There is practical effects in this movie that are good. Yeah. But there are some. Uh, some rough CGI ones but too. Luckily, the practical effects I think make up. Make for a, yeah, and that's they make the thing. Up for it. And it's not heavy, heavy CGI that it distracts too much. And again, we're talking about a scene that's like a minute, whatever, of them yeah. reforming, where you can't fucking kill them. You so, can you can blow them the fuck up. They're just gonna bits get back together and then reform. Mm-hmm. So so they figured out. So then they ran and hid in the classroom because the killers are coming back to life. And they f- they start going through, uh, I guess the news clippings and stuff that the brother had. I forget what. Oh yeah, yeah. And they realize that the killer from the camp. Uh, well, they realize that, but they realize there was a survivor, well, and the reason she survived was because she died. Died, yeah. And then they brought her back, like so she had, but she had to die. Yeah. So and they're like, wait, is she still alive? And they call her and like, hey, we need your freaking help, hey. And then of course you know she didn't answer. Yeah. Uh, was it the Ziggy? Yeah, Ziggy. Ziggy. Ah. Um, so they have they come up with a plan. Okay, well we need to kill. We need to, Samantha. You need to die. Then we can bring you back. How can we safely kill you? So they give they break into a pharmacy first. Then the grocery. Then they go to the grocery store. Or yeah, well, yeah, because store? remember, um, her friend, the oh yeah, he's drug, the drug dealing cheat cheerleader Dr- who we yeah. completely forgot to bring up. Yeah, um, well, she was outside of that. Yeah, she only served a purpose. Yeah, Except for the love instruments for the brother. But I mean, it was kind of. I will say this it was kind of cool because. The first time you introduce her, she's just a cheerleader, and you're like, okay, so she's kind of little the little brother's got a hot for her. And yeah. yeah, the brother has the hots for her, and then she's like, all right, so what do you need? I got blues, I got reds. And I'm like, oh shit, 
you, you, a little twist on drug yeah. dealing cheerleader, right? Also, that's also very nineties. Yeah, yeah, really, it is. And her best friend is just this dude that she sells to all the time, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And they joke about, man, remember when you pretty much died for like yeah. a minute or so when I gave you the wrong, I gave you the blues instead of the greens or whatever. And uh, but that's what they go. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. How about we accidentally uh, OD Samantha so she dies, mm-hmm. and then that will hopefully get the rid curse. of the curse. Get rid of the curse. So they, they go and they go into the grocery store, which I guess they they thought's a drowner in a lobster tank. Well, no, I think that the whole plan was is our druggy dude pretty much that he has that's he's the employee of the month, as we know because as he walks in. There's a ploy of the month, and it's just his photo like seven or eight times, so he has access to the there. That's so, what it is. Yeah. So they're like, we have access to here. We'll get the drugs we need from here, and then do it here. Hopefully, there's an open enough area we can set traps, mm-hmm. whatever like that. So but then, uh, of course, the killers show up, and we gotta. <laughs> this in this scene is where the best kill of potentially the entire. Well, Hunter doesn't know he hasn't watched part three yet, but. So far, so far, oh man, this is so. This this is all right. This was kind of I, I hate to use the term game changer, but the kills up till now were good, but nothing that I hadn't really I, I'd seen enough times. They were like okay, they made a solid. They were very film scream. They were very scream kills. Yes. Well, well, I will say when they kill when they when he killed Stoner dude. So there was a lot of kills that happened at once. There was one lazy kill that happened prior to the kill of the cheerleader. Right. Uh, the drug dude and cheerleader. Like, I forget. It was just like a stab to the chest. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Everyone's seen that. But when, when they kill the fucking All right. You know, let's get into it. All right. Like, I mean. So, so dude, you get set up where you get skeleton, skeleton killer from the beginning of the movie. He's resurrected. And he's fighting. He's fighting. Uh, our drug cheerleader. Drug cheerleader. Yeah, cheerleader. And he stabs her. But she's still a fighter, mm. and so next thing you know, he slams her face into in the a cake. cake. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, all right, but she's fighting, and she's like, she's like, fuck you, I'm not gonna take it. But he throws her, and they're right next to the bakery section, next to a bread slicer, and he's holding her down, and he turns it on, he's holding her down, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was so set up with the way this movie was going because you have the kid brother that has kind of a crush on her. Oh, that's eventually that, gonna happen. That like, they're okay, like, they're yeah. gonna survive. You're like, oh Ooh, man, because you have a moment be- right before that where he's kind of like, you know, they're sort of flirting, and he's kind of, but you're like, okay, well, okay, so she'll kick out some way. Nope. No, dude. They put her head right through that bread slicer, and you, and you see... see her face get cut into what eight, nine different spots. Uh, however many, yeah, yeah. That loaf of bread. It was a short loaf of bread. Whatever the fuck. But it was, it was amazing. It comes out, and now, she's got the cake on her face. Because of that, everyone there, the other people are running from the other killers. So you got you got druggy dude, and then you got the little brother. Both kind of come to the end of a. Oh, yeah. right and see it and they and, and they this, fucking see it and this is where I give them props and the they dude, showed it the dude fucking the the sonar dude the axes came straight down on his head and I was like that was fucking right but right before that and this is where I was I, I had to get props to you've already shown the scene you don't you know what's established she's dead but they don't just show her lifeless legs at the end of the the, the table you literally see just the, what's left of her head just dripping and flopping mm. on the... Like, good practical effects. Yes, very good practical And I was effects. like, way to go, guys. Because you could easily just have them turn that corner, see her lifeless legs. Okay, she's dead. But they went, no. You know what? Let's give you that effect. And how did they... And then, yeah. The stoner dude got the axe to the head. How did the brother get it? I forget. He didn't. He survived. Oh, that's right. Who else got it? Was that it? That was it. That was it. So Yeah, he got an axe to the head. And 
And eventually, he, that's he, when Samantha he takes gets, Samantha to the lobster tank and choke and starts and, and drowns, drowns her. her. And then, oh, you remember there's that small scene where the lobster's crawling across the ground. I'm like, yeah. that is that was that that I got a giggle out of that. <laughs> but anyway, she eventually dies, and they, the writers are getting ready to close in, and then they're gone. I mean, and we're talking about. Uh, if she, if she had died like a second later, somebody's getting axed to the head or something. But she dies, and then they oh, good. Go. Right, and they pull good. her out, and then they, they stab her with like six or seven epipens. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, well, because here's the thing: she had taken all the drugs, but remember she puked them up. Yeah, that was the problem. But still, the chicks like nailing her with empty pens. I was like, uh. You might bring her back to life, but you might also shut down her fucking heart in the process. Yeah, because no, she just kept stabbing her like, over yeah, and over dude, again. It was like six or seven. Yeah. So they get her home. Well, yeah. They, yeah. The they cops show up. They come up with the story. They kind of, I'll be honest, they kind of sold out their friends, or they're like a little bit. Yeah, because it comes out uh, drug deal gone wrong in the grocery yeah. store. You're like. Uh, and then Samantha's all not fucking, really what happened yeah <laughs> Samantha's you know all you know obviously she just died and got brought back she's all fucked up but they got a call they finally get a call back from Ziggy and uh, oh yeah this, and this is cool at the end because Samantha and god damn what's the main girl Dina right yeah, yeah they work it out she's like she's like I'll see you later tonight and then you have that kind of end of the movie like we did oh, it in front of her mom yeah, yeah. yeah. like that was that was a thing that you know you know uh that caused tension between the two. So fucking back at Dina's house, Samantha's there. Uh, the Dina's gone down uh, out in the kitchen. She gets a call on the phone. It's Ziggy saying, "Hey, uh, shit's still fucked up." Yeah. And then she you gets off the you phone. Didn't win. You didn't and as win. As soon as she turns around, there's fucking Sam. You got the flies. As you realize later down the road, the flies are a symbol for something because if you really go back and watch it, the very first kill with the skull mask when he s- says what. Yeah. Like, you heard someone say something, you, you, see, you see a fly. Yeah, when it yeah. lands on his face. Yeah. Like, so you see flies are a symbol for this, and then there's flies, like, all around, like, three or four around Sam's face, and then you look down, and basically Dina turned around into a knife. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. And then, like, they fight, she gets her subdued, she comes down and gets the brother, and he's like, hey, she's still fucked up. Yeah. And basically, that's that's the end of the first one. <laughs> it's like, but, no, you do get the little cutscene to what's coming in the next one. With part two. Yeah, which they kind of do, and that's kind of the thing. But, yeah, you get a little bit where now Ziggy is talking. She's like, she's like, all right, I'm going to tell you my story. And then it's a quick, and then on the next movie, yeah. set up. So it's basically like a trailer. But I like that cool thing where she's on the phone. She's like, like we did, no, 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 we did it. We figured she's it out. She's still fucked up. And you're like, Shit no, no, you are not you are fucking not safe. You are not good. You are not good. Just the realization. And, dude, she uses the fucking phone cord to tie her up. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But, like, the acting for... The actress who played Sam, that was really solid acting, I feel like. Yeah. Just that, like, possessed almost... Almost Reagan-esque yeah. kind of thing. And now, what throws me off is... Uh, um, Not to mention all the blood. The, the person the that stab. plays the older Ziggy is... Uh, what's her name from Community? Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. threw me off because I've only really seen her in Community, and this is a much more serious role than, than that. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much the first one. Uh, I mean... It's it's, 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 it's it, fun. It, it fits all the beats. It's, it's solid. not anything extraordinary. Like oh my god, no, like it it's game changing. But I will say this: it's fun. It's almost kind of again reminiscent of those like of Scream and those ninety you know ones. Um, 
And there's a good fucking solid kill in there that I well, had to. There, I, I'll all, give him props there's, on. There's there's a lot of the, all the kills are pretty much up to standard. Yeah. So this the, I think that kill is like an except is like an exceptional kill. Like that kill is the one that's like that fuck yeah. See, that, that's the money shot. Kill. Yeah. They, they the knew going shot. into they went that's all the right money shot. all right we're yeah. gonna do a bunch and then we're gonna catch you off guard because a you think the bitch is you think she's gonna get out of it. And nope. a we're gonna and b we're gonna go not we're not gonna just slightly give you an idea we're gonna show that head go through there yeah which awesome. I, I think it's cool that you know it was still like the teens are dying like the, none of the teens were safe yeah like you know what I'm saying like I feel like that was a real bit, because yeah if they'd have made it to where they all made it through the film I've been like eh, yeah uh, not not so much yeah no not 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 so good and again because this town is so fucked up that like. There's no quote quote cover up. There's like, oh, drug deal gone bad. That's what happens here. Yeah. And Fuck like, the shady side. And, and they can't say anything because nobody's going to. Who, who's No, 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 no. It was the the resurrected, you know, killers that came and killed my girlfriend. And that's who killed my other two friends. Like, that, nobody's going to. All right. Well, he went over to take you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's what happened. Sure. Yeah, that's bad. what happened. Drug deal went down. Drug deal went bad. Yeah. That's what's, what's happened. It's that fucking sucks, terrible, man. <laughs> But they even say, they, well, they do reference that. They said, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I knew him. He was a good person. Remember, because he was, he was, the brother was He was on AOL. Yeah. He was on AOL oh, chat. Oh, instant messenger. Yep. Like, God. Fuck. Just remind you how 90s it is. Yeah. Hey. Hey. It's yeah. 90s as fuck. So, anyway. Uh, past the chopping block. I mean, it's solid. This was actually my second time. I went back. I watched it last year when it, it came out. It came out in 2021. We couldn't work it in last year. So I'm glad we're actually getting to bring it back in this year. And I um, think I think covering them all three of them separately, just because there is a lot of content there. It's not yeah. bam, bam, bam. There's a lot to go into. Again, I mean, just they did a lot of the the beats that I really enjoyed. I mean, and what, each one of these was too. there in true horror fashion. I mean, was there some overacting? Yes. The main character gets kind of annoying at sometimes. Yeah, but do mm. you have that in that's, Scream? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's that's like, very... They really want to stay really close to that yeah. kind of genre. Yeah, so. exactly. So there's definitely some of the, uh, the a lot of the problems that you have with the '90s horror in '90s horror movies are in yeah. this movie. I feel like they were very, very on point with making and just setting you know, up where you have that you know outside the house the slow camera follow through. Kind of the basic, you mm-hmm. know, killer point of view stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so yeah, we enjoy a solid movie. If you haven't checked them out, uh, check this one out. Definitely recommend checking it. Obviously, they're not going to leave Netflix. They're a Netflix film. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hit us up at lowdownbrown at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you've if you've started watching the Fear Street series the trilogy, if not, if you start after this, um, let us know. We want to know what you think of the series. Uh, also, go to gilpodcast.com. Uh, click our links page. First link would be Amazon.com. You click on that link. It takes you to Amazon. You log in. You shop like normal. Unfortunately, you can't buy anything. You can buy a bunch of the Fear Street books. Ah, see. On Amazon, but you cannot buy anything related to these films. Do they have any you can buy, audiobooks? If you, really, if you really are a masochist and you want to buy all the '90s horror films on D- on the DVD, I don't think all of them made it on a Blu-ray either. No. But <laughs> f- well, can you can you get it on on audiobooks? The Fear Street series. I don't think so. Okay, because I would say that would be honestly my, a good road trip listen to if they had that available. Yeah, I, I mean, there's the books are so short. I think, I mean, I've never seen audiobooks. I'm not saying they haven't been turned into audiobooks. Yeah. They just weren't available when I was reading them. Yeah. Again, that's 
yeah, almost 30 years ago. But check it out. They might have it on ago. there. Almost 20 years ago. Fuck check it out on Amazon. Use our link. There, there you go. go. Uh, the link right next to WT Public. You click that link. You go to... It takes you to the merch page for every show under the network of, that is GUI. Um, every show's got a few design, a couple of designs. Then there's tons of other tangential, just random-ass fucking so designs. So much. So much. So much tangential. Uh, you can get on anything, pretty much, except for koozies. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's tons of shit. I thought you were gonna do it. Man. I thought you were gonna make it through without bringing yeah. the koozies of it. I mean, and you're like you yeah, make, everything but koozies. You need to make fucking koozies. Yeah, fucking assholes. Make, yeah. I don't yeah. understand it. Why well, so fucking so, complicated? We'll, we'll make some mouse madness koozies. It's gonna happen. All right. Now I've got. I've, uh, yeah. We'll just yeah. talk about that offline. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> we're on GOIPodcast.com. Check out all the other shows under the network. We got something everybody. Tons of different flavors. And until we talk to you again, embrace the madness. and remakes two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse join like the hobbit and tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and tv shows what podcast would dare to bring this upon the world this is smack my pitch Hey guys, Scotty P here with Smash on your left, and we are the Geek Fathers. That's right, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So welcome to our world. And as always, join us or cry. The Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home.
Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. In a world of blockbuster movies, there is another dimension. The Dimension of schlock cinema. Join us at Beautiful Disasters on a journey into the fringe territory of B-movie abandon. We review the flicks that are forgotten or underappreciated to give them a proper place in the annals of celluloid history. I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Your guides at Beautiful Disasters. Come along with us for a fun ride. May May the the schlock be with you. you.